0: This is the Umbrella Academy podcast on TV Podcast Industries, and we're discussing the Umbrella Academy Season 3, Episode 4, Kugel Blitz.
1: So this whole time you've been complaining about the commission, and you're the one who founded it. Classic.
2: If I did, <laughs> I have a memory of
1: it. So here I was thinking you're a maverick, but you're a company man, down to the bone. I mean, you, <laughs> you literally cannot breathe without this place.
0: Welcome back, fellow Academy alumni. We are talking about the fourth episode of season three of Umbrella Academy: Google Blitz. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Yes. Hello
2: there, fellow brollies. I'm one of your other hosts, John.
1: And rounding out this trio of Academy alumni, I am Chris.
2: It's
0: gonna, it's gonna take off. It's gonna be Academy alumni by the end of the season. John. It really Even is. Even you it. Yes. I
2: know. <laughs> I'm, I'm defeated. <laughs> you are I sticking will to will Continue I through. Persevere with my brollies.
1: I, I am just a, a fan of alliteration. Me Peter too.
2: Parker. Mm-hmm. Chris uh, Christopherson. Chris Christopherson. <laughs> oh,
1: yes. yes. I love Chris it. Pratt. It's not the same, but oh it's really the same. I just like saying his name.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, well, well, we'll move on with our discussion <laughs> about Umbrella Academy uh, Season 3, Episode 4. Hope you've been enjoying our coverage of Umbrella Academy, uh, fellow Academy alumni. Uh, we're here to talk about the fourth episode, uh, Kugelblitz, finally, uh, named in the episodes. I know we've been calling it that since the beginning of the season, but I don't think anybody minded too much, did they? No. No, no. no. Umbrella Academy is created for TV with Steve Blackman and developed by Jeremy Slater. Uh, this is based on the comic book by Jared Way and Gabriel Ba. And this episode was directed by Sylvain White. He directed the Umbrella Academy season two premiere right back where we started. And he'll do uh, the next episode of this season as well.
1: I'm really enjoying that they're still doing this now, especially on Umbrella Academy, where you're giving two episodes to write or direct two episodes. Like more you're brought back when like there's probably connective tissue, when there's mm-hmm. things like that. I'm enjoying seeing that alumni piece
0: coming exactly. back. Exactly. And speaking of which, the teleplay for this episode was written by Aaron Michelle Williams, um, who was a staff writer on the show all the way throughout season two. This is our first of two episodes for season three of Umbrella Academy. So Great again, yeah. Uh, yeah. graduated uh, from the Academy, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. absolutely. How many jokes can we make <laughs> about one. graduations, alumni?
0: I'm sure we can make many, many jokes and we will, we will use <laughs> really? them all, yes. I'm sure. John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for season three, episode four, Google Blitz?
2: Sure. As Harlan could not control the powers he gained from Victor back in 1963, he and his mother lived a difficult life, needing to move constantly. But when Sissy died, he had a particularly violent episode. In the present, after his energy burst, Harlan reconnects with Victor, while Allison uses her powers on Sloane, the remaining sparrow at Hotel Obsidian, to try to force her to reveal the whereabouts of the briefcase, but Sloane does not know where it is. Frustrated, she and Diego go into a bar with those types of people outside, hoping to get into a fight. Meanwhile, Luther and Victor give Salone back to the Sparrows as a peace offering, but at the last minute, Ben demands that they hand over Harlan as well. In the ruins of the Commission, Five and Lila find its founder, an elderly future version of Five, with a missing arm and a cryptic tattoo. Before he dies, he warns Five not to save the world. Back in the Hotel Obsidian, on cleanup duty, Klaus and Stanley find a luxury suite called the White Buffalo, which is not on the Hotel inventory. As they check out the suite, Stan accidentally fires a spear gun which kills Klaus. Elsewhere in the hotel, Harlan finds the files on the Umbrella Academy's dead mothers and reveals to Victor that when his mother died, his outburst of power inadvertently killed their mothers and caused the Grandfather Paradox. So, lots and lots happening here. A death of an umbrella. mm mm-hmm. um, A fantastic... A set of death scenes of their mothers uh, yes. with blood gushing from ears, Absolutely. nose, and eyes. Uh, very, uh, very visual, shall we say. Uh-huh. And uh, yes, uh, two fives in the same place at mm-hmm. the same time. Um, but in a paradox-proof room, so he's not forcing, and dare I say it, one of the best lines ever, he's not sweating like a dodgy shrimp on ice, uh, <laughs> either. Uh, really yeah. just uh, great stuff. Loads of bits of intrigue here. Definitely. Loved it. So much going on as well. Even with Harlan, there's some really Mm -hmm. tender moments with Harlan and Victor as well. I really, really enjoyed them.
0: Yes, yes, some great moments in here uh, throughout the episode. But we're only picking one point each uh, to talk about in this episode. We're picking our big moment from Season 3, Episode 4. Chris, do you want to start us there? Sure,
1: happy to. Um, My major big moment for this episode is a founder is found. Mm -hmm. A founder is lost. A founder is gained? Ooh. Yes. Uh, no, I was trying to be cryptic. It just doesn't work. Um, yes, we find out the founder of the commission is none other than five. And it's just fun. You mm-hmm. hear about like they have to get to the, the, the special bunker and they go off looking for it. And as they get closer, you do see five start to, um, kind of talk and get that paradoxical kind of, sweats and burps and farts and don't meet yourself and you're like what's going oh my god like you start to connect it before he does Mm -hmm. and it's fun and then they get into the room and i'm like oh this is cool Mm -hmm. this is even weirder and stranger and kind of just as fun as you can expect it to be like i want to know why he lost his arm yes yeah, is this going to happen at the end of the season? Like, Maybe. does going into season four, we have a young number five with one arm, who's now wearing suits and one arm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's just so much here to kind of have fun with, and yeah. I just think it was also having Lila be the person he is. He does this with. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. I'll give you to a moment. Um. Yeah. Kind of, it's just again that perfect pairing of the people to that's kind of it. to deliver this scene.
2: Yeah, that that's it. I like when when Lila is kind of saying, you know, hang on, stop shouting at yourself, effectively, and um, because she can see that he's starting to die. You know, I thought that was really kind of yeah interesting Uh, it's just a really nice moment from lila just you know despite the the white hot hatred that they have Mm -hmm. um i thought that was really good you know just before that she's basically saying oh you are a company man i you know i thought you were the maverick and but you're actually the company man oh she's totally Um, taking um, the piss out of exactly winding him up i think the other things i really enjoyed as well uh from this was just how they focused on uh, the older fives knees and legs uh when when in in the 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 tin can mm-hmm. uh, again Lila has a great um a great line uh i was expecting more man and i got more can <laughs> it was like really <laughs> good um, and uh like the other thing about it as well is i just love Aidan gallagher's just physical representation of the old man in a in a boy's uh body and in a school uniform Uh, it was just really good there's a moment where i think they've just come into um the the commission building Mm -hmm. and he they split and he goes upstairs and it it's a young person going up the stairs, but he's hunched over his, his elbow, his elbows are kind of in that weird sort of old person way, sort of <laughs> because trying to extra support. And yeah. it was just really, really good. Um, I really enjoyed just how that looked, uh, from him. And mm-hmm. of course, quite unsentimental about himself, given he, he peels off the tattoo from the chest of of himself so after he's died well if you're going to do that to anybody you do it to your own dead body right? I guess so yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) interesting enough this is the second time we've seen him as an old man or Mm. this is the oldest we have seen him yes 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 so again this is the fun of timey wimey craziness because like this is still him so we saw him he lived his life Mm -hmm. he went back in time to the beginning of season one, yeah, and became young five again because mm-hmm. you remember he he left, lived his whole life, like had his marriage, was an agent of the um the commission, mm-hmm. then left the commission, jumped back, went back to the umbrella academy, and just became the young boy again mm-hmm. uh, as he aged, coming through the portal, and then he's lived the last twenty days, yeah. And wants to retire, and now is seeing his older, 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 older self, mm-hmm. because again, he's what, it's a 15-year-old, and that man looked 70, 80? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's got more, yeah. a fair few years, and again, mm. remember, he could potentially jump back and forward in time and keep exactly. aging it up, like, the joys of timey-wimey crazy time travel.
0: Well, the reveal here is that he definitely jumps through time because he creates the commission. And as you say, when we met him first, he'd worked for the commission, yes. so he clearly has jumped backwards in time at some point uh, to create the commission, or he maybe creates it in a couple of years' time, I suppose. Uh, yeah, all gets a bit a bit mishmashed up, but uh, an interesting reveal here. And we should have guessed it right from the start because every single commission video that we've seen throughout the last couple of seasons has all been all had the voiceover done by. Gallagher. Uh, i just thought it was a fun touch i just thought it was he's a fun actor we'll get him to do the voiceover uh, because he introduces all the main concepts into the show but it's not he's the commissioner he's the the founder of the commission so of course he's going to be doing the voiceover for all these videos so uh nice touch there umbrella academy hiding that in plain sight <laughs> yeah
1: excellent well that's the end of my major point my major miment, if you will for this episode genres What is your key moment, your big point, your big moment for this episode?
2: It's Uncle Klaus. Uh, Not only the fact that he gets a harpoon through him Mm -hmm. uh, right at the end, although whether he's dead or not, who knows? Because he can speak to the dead. You know, we actually haven't seen that power in this season so far. Not really. Yeah. Um, He's kind of been loafing around, really. Yeah.
1: I am scared, though. I am going to put this out. There was a sign that went up when they were promoting this Mm -hmm. uh, season, which is literally, it was a billboard that went, not everyone will survive this season Mm -hmm. uh, with the Umbrella Academy logo and an umbrella emoji.
0: And And so far, it's just been all the Sparrow Academy who aren't surviving episodes.
2: (laughs) No, it's not to say that he's not dead, Uh uh, for sure, but given his powers involving communicating with the dead, you know, It might not totally be what it seems. Um,
0: Do you know what would be hilarious, given how annoying Klaus is to everybody, if Klaus became the Ben of the rest of the season, (laughs) where he can now talk to everybody who's alive and annoy everybody else in the Umbrella Academy? That's true. Wouldn't that work really well for Robert (laughs) Cheaton?
2: Definitely. But if he is dead, then Mm -hmm. just to celebrate Klaus in this episode, (laughs) I love the fact that he becomes Uncle Klaus for Stanley and effectively babysits him as not only Stanley, but Klaus get sort of enrolled by Diego to clean up the mess, which at least initially looked like it was just the Molotov cocktail fire mm-hmm. mess in the lobby of the hotel and ends off being a whole list of rooms. Mm-hmm. And I think... Now he's got to pay for the damage he did. It's not just clean up the damage, <laughs> exactly. he for as well. Um, I really, really enjoyed... Them going into the rooms and so on. I love that, you know, as, as Stan is cleaning the rooms, he's stealing the watches, the bracelets, the, the, the panties Uh from the room whilst he's effectively giving emotional advice to Klaus, (laughs) who's having this Eureka type moment uh, about who he is, why he is the way he is. From the conversation he's having with his, his nephew, and mm. I just really, absolutely loved uh, this whole thing. And he's also drinking—I guess it's mouthwash all the way through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah So there's, I really like some that. alcohol and yeah. some mouthwash. So I guess he, it was that <laughs> exactly. So I, I loved all this. I love the fact that Klaus spots and um, that and just knows instinctively that Stanley's nicking all the good stuff from the rooms mm-hmm. and so on and then um they you know, he's effectively babysitting uh but they come across then the the white buffalo room which isn't on the hotel's list of rooms mm-hmm. um and as they go in there is the suggestion that this is um Connected in some ways to Reggie As you get this momentary Flashback to a white buffalo painting In Reggie's office Mm -hmm. Uh, And again because In uh, The show it's called Hotel Obsidian Mm -hmm. But we do have Those links here with like we said from the last episode, uh, where Reggie's just kind of in his sleep, is speaking Oblivion, Oblivion, mm-hmm. which is the name of the hotel in in the comic. Mm-hmm. And also, we do get that moment um, that number five says as well, uh, old number five, I should say, in the can, mm-hmm. uh, where he, whilst he says, uh, whatever you do, don't save the world, the other thing he does say is, all we have left is oblivion. Yes. Again, is it because it's truly the end of the world, or the the dice play on on, on words? Mm-hmm. And is it just that obsidian's been given a new name because it's been taken over by new owners? You know, like any hotel. Well, I guess. Yeah. So I, I really liked how this played out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the the white buffalo room, uh, we do have uh, then. Stanley effectively playing around <laughs> with a harpoon and the harpoon literally uh, I think it's the fact that it went straight through mm-hmm. Um, Hits I guess because right it was point blank from, from Stanley uh-huh. as he's playing with it and fires it off by accident Um, so you know because he, he, he does shout Uncle Klaus he does shout <gasps> Uncle Klaus so it is an accident and he's certainly not doesn't want to do it and um, you're wondering what trouble he's going to get in uh, even more so from Diego given what Diego's done following the Molotov cocktail accident so like this you know again really interesting thing the white buffalo room but also the death of of Klaus mm-hmm. uh, and just the you know that's the thing I was loving Stanley and Klaus together. just love the dynamic between yeah, them. Yeah. And then Stanley goes and shoots him with a harpoon. I'm like, no! What are you doing? Yes,
0: and then you had to go and spoil it by doing something stupid, like shooting Klaus with a harpoon gun. Yes. Um, yeah, it is a proper, like, murder. It's like an accidental murder of yeah. Klaus. This isn't yeah. something that's planned. It isn't someone, uh, someone killing him who has a vendetta against him or something. This is just... Completely accidental, pull the trigger by mistake of a loaded weapon uh, in a room and take my yeah, place.
2: But I, I, f- I feel really sorry for Stanley because you know mm. at the start of this episode, you after everything that happened with with uh, Harlan, mm-hmm. you you have Stanley running out from behind the bar where he's being put for safety and hugging Diego. It's yes. almost like that first. You know Diego's a little bit. He puts his arm around, not necessarily sure how much to hug his his mm-hmm. son, but Stanley is absolutely, you know, a kid, and he, he runs in for the 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 safety hug yeah. uh, after yeah. everything that that's, that's gone on. So like it's just I don't know. And it, at the end, he's he's shot his uncle Klaus with a harpoon. Yep. So I really feel sorry for the the kid. Absolutely. Just a
1: standard day in the Umbrella Academy.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- that's my point. I really, mm. really kind of enjoyed yeah. this with with Klaus um, yeah. for for this episode uh, um, with Stanley, and then just the shocking end mm-hmm. at the yeah. end of the episode. Yeah, he's just
1: too. It, Robert Sheen's too big. The character of Klaus is too great. Like, I'm hope like I will be shocked if he's not back in like a couple of episodes. But yeah. we'll wait and see.
0: But it's Um, one of those ones. It's ever since Robert Sheehan was on his breakout show, Misfits, um, which has really got him all of the attention that he still gets to this day. And then he left that show after three seasons, it went on for another three or four seasons uh, and had to replace his character with another very similar actor playing a similar role, basically. So um, it's one of those ones where you wonder whether Robert Sheehan stays around on shows like this for a long time uh, or whether he's made the decision to move on. (laughs) But Anyway, as we said, we know his parents talking to dead people, uh, so potentially we'll ha- we'll hear from him from beyond the grave, even if he doesn't come back. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go on to my uh, my moment, my big moment from the episode, because uh, I want to talk about Alison. Um, there were little moments in the last episode; I didn't really mention them much, but little moments in the last episode of Alison going a bit beyond where she'd been in the past. Mm-hmm. She's been a very level-headed character. She's she's gone through a huge amount. And is still going through a huge amount, probably more than the rest of the Umbrella Academy. Um, and last episode, for example, was the, the moment where she went up against the Sparrows and kept pushing them, lying about the fact that they had Marcus um, in yeah. order to get them to give the briefcase back. So she's yeah. been pushing it. But this episode, it goes much further. Um, she tries to interrogate Sloane using her her rumor power. Even though Sloane doesn't know where the briefcase is, she keeps pushing and keeps pushing to the point where there's blood coming out of Sloane's eyes um, and nose. So she's definitely going very far here. And then she tries to use the rumor power on herself in the mirror, telling herself to be happy. I heard a rumor you're happy. Um, That doesn't seem to work, I guess. (laughs) But she cuts her hair off effectively is the, is the the next step. But you can tell that she's going off the rails a bit and Diego realizes and takes her out um on a bit of a a bit of a uh a fun jaunt i guess for these two characters <laughs> uh, he's trying to be brotherly he's trying to be helpful to her and there is a great conversation between the two of them i really love bringing back up that major focus of uh of season um two with people like allison and diego in texas back in the 60s both of them being people of color and how they were treated back there, she calls it out that the rest of the family don't know what they experienced. Yeah. Most of them wouldn't have gone yeah. through that experience. And then the reveal that where Diego has actually brought them to is to a white nationalist bar yeah. so that they can relieve some tension effectively yeah. and be happy about the people that they're punching because you're definitely going to get some trouble in there, if you look like they do, so yeah, exactly. Um, I
2: love the description of the bar where people like them hate people like us. Mm-hmm. You know, and they he, he would have he did this when he was budget Batman, as as <laughs> Allison says that. during that his was, vigilante that's right. time. You know, that's right. yeah. really good. Yeah, like. I, I thought, uh, I thought Alison was really, really good here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could, I love the moment when she says, um, you know, I'm angry and I don't know where to put it. Yes. It's like yeah. really that just, that build up, yep. that frustration, that tension that builds up because she doesn't actually know what to do because it's, it's the, the racism that she's gone through, uh, in Dallas, she mm-hmm. says, but it's also leaving Ray and Claire coming back, you know, effectively, not being able to get home to her daughter and her husband as well. You know, mm-hmm. all these things colliding in. I mean, even when she tried to room her herself and she's got the the, the shard of the mirror, yeah. just because it goes to her throat oh, as right. well, but, um, I wasn't entirely sure what was going to happen here. Mm, and then yeah. she comes out with uh, the haircut. So, you know, it's just as... This great tension. And of course, that tension as well is just spilling over with other people. Mm. And in particular, when she's rumoring Sloan, uh, with, with, with Luther, uh, you know, because Diego is kind of with Allison thinking Luther's maybe a bit of a traitor. He's working with the enemy, but there's this, the strain there because, um, luther cares for sloan so much he mm-hmm. he knows what this means to be rumored by by allison um and so you know he's trying to he's trying to be the 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 member the number one of the umbrella academy but he's also trying to protect his new love yeah that he, he's found and I'm just i love that tension between the between allison and luther who you know were like they were kind of Supposed to be the couple. You That's know? right. Yeah. From season yeah. one, uh, really, really good. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love this. It's the what happens if you take the rails off Professor X? If you can, like this character has always been since season one, level-headed, controlled, really, very much the 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 one who never kind of has massive outbursts or things yeah. like that because. Her power allows her to, is essentially reality altering in this mm-hmm. case, more kind of essentially just being able to get anyone in the world to do what you want.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and that control, that power is essentially like. It kind of... Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, yes. She's always gone against it.
0: Well, yes. We we met her at the beginning of season one and learned that she had used her power to get herself to a very high position. So every time we've seen her in the show from, from that point onwards, she's been very resistant about, yeah. uh, about yeah. using it to get what she wants um for anything, effectively. And now she's lost everything again, has this massive power, doesn't know how to get herself back on track, effectively. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think that's where we're going to end up, where, like... It's either the, the, the greatest of falls as she starts mm-hmm. to go further and further into this more corrupted version of herself who with no control over her power. Well, not control over, her, no control over her power's usage. She has no care. She doesn't, previously yes. she wouldn't have done it before. No restraint. I, again, yes. uh, since we met her in season one, she's, <laughs> she, the, the, the Allison who has come and joined Back into the Umbrella Academy, who is happy, wants her family back, etc., 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 etc.
0: cetera. let's hope yeah. um, that she just goes after lots more white nationalists well, and it, Nazis. Yeah. And she'll take yeah. them all out. Exactly. Way to use her
2: yeah, but I mean, it's like like Diego's calls it out. You were the the nice one mm-hmm. uh, yep. of the group, you know, on the relative scale of the Umbrella <laughs> the Academy. Academy yes. uh, but <laughs> you know, she was the grounded, sensible kind of almost held back. And now she she can't hold what's happened in any longer around her daughter, her Mm -hmm. husband, and you know effectively the experience she had in Dallas in in the sixties, which was still fresh, still there because it's only like like two or three days ago. So uh, really, really good stuff. I Mm -hmm. think here uh, with with Allison.
0: Yeah, yeah. really enjoyed uh, those moments uh, in the episode and uh, intrigued to see where her character goes. She had a great storyline in season two, and um, it seems like they're building another great storyline for Alison this season as well. Uh, Really good stuff. Any notes about the episode? I know there's one other big thing that we haven't really talked about. Yeah.
2: That's that. John. That was kind of my note. Just, just Harlan. I mean, we get that flashback at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that difficult life that him and his mother Sissy have had. Yeah. Um, having to move from town to town. You know, exploding rabbits must move. Bullies at school must move. You know, ultimately, uh, leading with 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 Sissy, uh, dying. But also then, just him and, and Victor. I, I thought there was some really kind of tender moments here, both in terms of, you know, uh, Victor, almost asking him whether it was okay that she was victor Mm now because um it it was uh vanya when she passed over um part of her power which effectively connects them so Mm -hmm. that's the other thing we learn here is that they've been connected he knows um you know it, it connects to him that's why he plays the music to kind of control it because he can't control it fully and has yes. blown up rabbits or done all these different things. But, um, you know, there's just really nice moment in one of the bedrooms where he, you know, he turns to, to Victor and says, you know, why did you leave us? I needed you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it feels really sad. Yeah. And um, it's, and, i think victor's really tender with him as well and i really thought this was properly emotional stuff and i really really enjoyed it and and ultimately at the end of it though we see that the big burst of energy a bit, you know similar to what we saw at the lobby of uh the hotel in the last episode and ultimately uh Caused the death of all their parents. Uh, well, you know, yes. we know it's not Reggie, but he sees the the paper clippings that that Victor has been compiling, uh, and you know is kind of angry as to why they're all there. Mm-hmm. You know, because he knows that he was the one responsible for for their deaths. Absolutely, and it, and it went worldwide
0: as well. Uh, just like the um, just like the the birthing power, I guess yeah. that that uh, that gave all these kids to their mothers. And we still don't know what actually caused the births of the Umbrella Academy kids, right? We still don't know the, the, the reason behind that, what it no. is that caused it. So, well,
2: it, White, it was the glowing lights.
0: Well, yes, it was the glowing lights, yes. <laughs> that that uh,
2: sprinkled into her belly.
0: Yes. <laughs> but I suppose my, my question really is, the fact that Sissy died at that specific moment and the kids were burst into the world at that moment is that the reason why Harlan's power was activated so much? The fact that um, Victor has just been born into the world and he got his power from Victor back in the sixties. And all of those things have connected and come at this, this moment when Sissy died. And he is, he probably would have exploded the hospital at that time, but because this presence has suddenly appeared into the universe in, uh, in Vanya, is that the reason why his power has just kicked off and, killed all of their parents all the members of the umbrella academy um i wonder
2: yeah Yeah. i mean i I think so i think it's i mean if if i'm understanding right it's the power kills their parents therefore Mm. they're not born here so the you know the the dust of light that we saw in episode one in korea Mm -hmm. ends off going to these other people and and so in this timeline, and um, and that's why Ben is still there because he was already dead. Uh, but they th- they have come, they've gone out of that world. So that that's
0: oh okay. I get. I guess yeah. you know. No, it's it, it's that there were forty three children born that day. The seven are the Umbrella Academy. We don't. We didn't. We know a few others like Lila, for example. But we never knew the full forty three. But remember, in that in that voiceover in episode one of this season, there's only been seventeen yeah. people born. Yeah. So all of the rest of the Sparrow Academy, they were all born but yeah. just weren't brought in by Reginald. They're, it wasn't that the light moved on to somebody else. All no, of their but, mothers are, are dead. But detective.
2: there's fewer of them. Much fewer, yeah. So it it could be it, it could be that. That's why there's no doppelgangers in this universe mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Because that they, yeah. they haven't been born. Um they're there because They've gone through time.
0: Well, I think the reason why Ben survived is actually because Harlan would never have seen Ben because he was dead. Exactly. Whereas all the rest of them he saw, so their parents are all dead. Yeah. I, think that's, I think that's it, but we, I'm sure this investigation will go okay. on a bit further throughout the season. But I think I think the people that he killed were all of their mothers specifically because those are the people that he connected with.
1: Potentially.
2: yeah. It's the connection, ultimately. Mm. Yeah.
1: Much like Highlander, there can be only one.
2: Something like that. Yes. Something like
1: that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Memorial.
2: Any other notes about the episode that we haven't talked about? The only other thing is I really enjoyed sort of Sloan and Luther Mm -hmm. again here, you know, where he's having to convince her that he wasn't using her and and how effectively he opens up here, says, you know, I don't really have any friends. I've only got the academy as my Mm -hmm. family uh, and I would do anything except betray you to them. Uh, which was really nice. You know, I love when he's describing how disorganized they are. I, you know, as we said last time, there's the Sparrow Academies coming in like a, a regiment of mm-hmm. troops. Yeah. And then half of the Umbrella Academy is missing or not really sure what's going on. Yeah. And he says, you know, my family can't even decide kind of the toppings on the pizza, really, <laughs> let alone come up with a master plan. Although he does kind of uh, come up with a plan with Sloane to do that swap um, with the the dead bodies of Jamie and Alfonso mm-hmm. uh, and Sloane to go back uh, as well to fame uh, Ben yeah. in order to kind of draw a line under it and to sort of, you know, effectively bring peace uh, to the galaxy, I well, guess, yes. um, or to the timeline. But alas, Ben flips Uh, it again flips it again and i have to say i did like the opening of this um where you've got Faye and ben saying you walked us into the slaughter and he goes i'm number one yeah a shitty number one (laughs) and there's like there's really you know she's not really enjoying ben as number one here absolutely and he's kind of going the reason why it failed is because you're a terrible number two (laughs) yeah exactly Yeah. yeah i really like that
0: um
1: I, I do just very quickly close with, I love the fact that the actor who is portraying Ben is obviously having such a fun time here yeah. now, mm-hmm. because in the last two seasons, he's played the nice dead guy, yeah. and now completely, he gets just to completely change the same character, just a different like a whole different style. Absolutely. A, yeah, he, He's chewing the scenery, but in a very good way. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: really, really good. It must be nice to actually act with the other people that are in the TV series yeah. with you. <laughs> to, exactly. To um,
2: also, just two more uh, quick points. We have Herb's distress message mm-hmm. who gets, mm-hmm. you know, disintegrated the, in nice black and white. Yeah. yeah,
0: And he mentions every other character from the commission yeah, uh, exactly. for last season. Just, um, just to name check them all. And all of dead.
2: course, Leela saying... Excuse me, uh, was was quite cute. <laughs> All right,
0: I guess. I thought it was quite
2: fun. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's why I like Leela.
0: Well, yeah, she's a great character. Great character.
2: Yeah, she's quirky. She is. Uh, I love her.
0: Overall, John, what did you think of the episode? What's your rating for episode four of season three of Umbrella Academy?
2: Um. This was my favourite, actually, oh. um, of of the show so far. I give this five dodgy sweating shrimps out of five. Right. Um, and yeah. I really, really enjoyed uh, this episode. Mm-hmm. I didn't know whether to just do my review with Gravity Barbies as well. That was another one. I was going to do it out of uh-huh. as well. Because <laughs> I just, I love the writing in this. It's kind mm-hmm. of off-wall. It, it it's It just makes sense for all these characters. But there's a lot in here. Yeah death of klaus the founder being found it's number five Mm -hmm. effectively you know being instructed not to save the world so you know where is this going what is the white buffalo room what's going to happen to stanley how is all of this going to play out because you know a lot of the umbrella academy are not in a good place at the moment like allison Mm -hmm. Uh, victor's having to deal with harlan as well and so like, it just feels, what what I mean is, it just feels like this lovely, almighty mess that somehow this messy group are going to um, end up saving the day, I hope. Sounds like Umbrella Academy yes. to me. Yes. So, absolutely loved it. Uh, five dodgy sweating shrimps out of five. Excellent. What about yourself, Chris? Overall, what did you think of the episode?
1: Loved it. Like, again, it's so far, I've yet to have a down section or dance session in this whole season. Mm-hmm. This for me is they've they know who their characters are. There's yep. no longer setting it up. You, yes, you're we're setting up the Spyro Academy, but to a lesser degree. So the actual crooks main characters of the Umbrella Academy, we know who they are. So you can take them in interesting directions. And even for people like Lila, who now we understand who she is, we understand who she is, what she is. We're able to expand further into um who she is as a character and her fun quirkiness
0: absolutely she is a great character isn't she uh, yes this is a really good episode really enjoying the season uh so far four episodes in six more to go really enjoying our time with the umbrella academy great stuff john i think we need to go and wet our whistle over at the obsidian lounge let's get our pub quiz question for episode four of the umbrella academy
2: definitely uh fellow quizzes fellow brollies it is question four What are the names of the five cities and towns That Harlan and Sissy move through In the opening flashback Oh, that's good that's, They're all that's written a on tough screen one. Ooh. <laughs>
0: But they're all written on screen It's
2: not yeah. that tough, Chris It's okay, no, no. It's, okay. Hey, okay. it's still <laughs> tough
1: I, You have to write fast
2: You do have to write you fast do. Oh, But yes. there is pause function now True, that sometimes uh, works that's, on Netflix
1: that's, that's, That wasn't around in my day
2: <laughs> No, but neither in mine
0: Oh, it was around right in mine I used it yeah. a lot uh, thanks so much, John, for the podcast question you want to give one more
2: time. Yes. What are the names of the five cities and towns that Harlan and Sissy move through in the opening flashback?
0: Good stuff. That's question four of ten. Put them all together. Email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com with your answers at the end of the season. You could be in with a chance of getting your hands on some Umbrella Academy goodies once again. Um, we have some feedback from our wonderful fellow Academy alumni as well. Uh First up, we got an email in from coffee and vodka to our email address at feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com on episodes three and four he says "Greetings, fellow bickering defenders it takes a while to get through these episodes it's like a novel in all its detail put to film the icing to this heavy cake is the fantastic soundtrack and the dialogue between these dysfunctional characters so what's to do wait for five in the case go back and not save harlan throw him in the fiery black hole and hope he clogs the temporal drain or <laughs> let all of existence go and hope it resets. Loving the teeming of island Five. Chaos and order attempting to work together. All in all, dark, rich, slightly bitter and sweet, covered in something resembling hope. 4.5 negative fours out of five. Peace and take care. Coffee and vodka
1: thank you so much coffee and vodka so it sounds like a red velvet cake i'm getting red velvet here that's kind of Mm. how you you're describing it to me and that that's one of my favorite cakes
2: red velvet Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah very tasty (laughs) (laughs) yeah great stuff coffee and vodka um yes i like the choice chaos and order attempting to work together uh yes Mm -hmm. squeeze me indeed yeah thanks coffee and vodka uh, we also got some feedback through from Dr. Bob Phillips for episode four. He says, Harlan's the center of the paradox and the universe is ending in a ballroom blitz. All seriously dangerous weaponry. Not just firearms should be kept away from children. Mm-hmm. Plus, this episode gives me the chance to explain the difference between a prolapse with the lining of a tube, e.g. bowel, falls through it, and an intussusception where the tube catches and crumpled in on itself, like when a sock pulls up in a washing machine, but can also occur with bowels, and we learn the entire universe. Excellent stuff. There you go. I'm glad. I'm glad I know that information now because, yes, it was the universe collapsing in on itself like a collapsing
0: rectum. There you go. Excellent stuff. That's why you need a Dr. Bob as a
2: listener. Exactly. (laughs) Great stuff. I'll never look at balls of socks coming out of the uh, the washing machine in the same light ever, ever again.
1: (laughs) And I'll never look at collapsing rectums the yeah. same again the yeah. universe is collapsing that's it
2: time. the wonder of a black hole will no longer <laughs> feel quite the same quite so wonderful um, absolutely Thanks, Dr. Bob. And thanks, everybody,
0: for your feedback. Please keep sending us your feedback for the episodes as we go. At email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or pop on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries. Spoiler posts up for each and every episode of this season of Umbrella Academy. Just leave your thoughts there. Great to talk to you again about Umbrella Academy. Uh, lots more to discuss as we go through the rest of the episode. So make sure you stay subscribed to us on tvpodcastindustries.com. This episode of... TV Podcast Industries was brought to you by our supporters over on Patreon, including Cassie Mack. Thank you so much, Cassie.
2: Yeah, great stuff. Thanks so much, Cassie.
1: Yes, thank you, Cassie. And if you want to be like Cassie, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TV Podcast Industries, where you can support us for any monthly amount. Mm-hmm. And it is much appreciated. If you'd like to support us with a one-off donation, you can pop on over to buy me coffee dot com slash tvpi and buy us a coffee yes 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 thank you so much we do appreciate it
0: absolutely we'll be back with our discussion about Umbrella Academy season 3 episode 5 kindest cuts looking forward to talking about that one and seeing what's happening uh, after seeing all the exploding heads of uh, of the Umbrella Academy mothers
1: yes but more importantly what's going to happen to Klaus
0: well exactly yes Yes. Yeah. I hope he's just here irritating everybody, by talking to them as a ghost. <laughs> yeah, hopefully
2: it was a clean shot. It yes. just went through, didn't touch any of the major organs, and we're all fine and dandy.
1: Yeah. Yes. Most likely. Or he ends up like Slimer.
2: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe.
1: <laughs> a different type of Slimer.
0: Thanks so much for joining us. We'll
2: talk to you again next time. Bye.
1: See you soon. Bye.
2: Yeah, thanks so much fellow brollies for chatting. It's great talking about Umbrella Academy. No problem. No worries at all. I'm speaking to our fellow Brolies, uh, but we will be back again as Derek has already mentioned. But but in that time, remember, keep watching, keep listening, and keep learning. Bye. <laughs>